Have you ever wondered what it takes to live a victorious Christian life? Is it possible to withstand the temptations and corruption of the world? Today on Drawing Near, we continue learning about the resources God has provided for our part in the spiritual conflict that has been going on since before the creation of the world. We can stand against the cunning of Satan if we are equipped to do so. So take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 16 through 17, and join us for our Christian Armor Part 2. As always, before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And our Father in heaven, we thank you once again for the opportunity that we have to study your word, to come before you devotionally in worship, to open our hearts and lives up to your truths, that we may receive in our inner being all that you have for us, so that we may be protected and productive. Father, help us to glorify you with the way that we live, to seek holiness over happiness, because we do know that when we live holy before you, that's when we have the greatest opportunity for true joy and peace. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 16 through 17, we read these words. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. In our last study, we looked at the importance and the place of the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and the feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. All of those things, truth, righteousness, and the gospel of Jesus Christ, are critical to our being able to stand against the cunning deceitfulness of Satan and his schemes. But when we come to verse 16, we see a very important phrase. The phrase is, above all. What that tells us, obviously, is what is following is even more critical to our ability to withstand Satan's attacks. And above all, taking the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, why would the shield of faith, why would faith be above all? Well, we are told in the scriptures, number one, we are saved by grace through faith. Without faith, there's no salvation. We are also told in the New Testament that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We must have faith to be saved, and to live a life that pleases God. Faith is that part of our Christian walk that makes our walk possible. We don't see God. We don't audibly hear Him. Everything that we do in our Christian lives must be done by faith. Faith that His Word is His Word. Faith that He has made Himself known. Faith that He will keep His promises. Faith that he is and a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith that if we will draw near, he'll draw near to us. Everything that we do, we do by faith. And it is by faith, according to verse 16, that we are able to quench, to snuff out all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. The picture here is that Satan is shooting arrows at us, firing darts at us, and they're fiery darts. They're not just darts that sting, but they're darts that sting and destroy. They're fiery. And the idea here of fiery is 
the idea of intense persecution. In James chapter 1, we're told, count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into various trials. Literally, the picture there is fiery trials. Satan is hurling fiery things at us, things that devour and destroy. We need to understand that it is our faith that is able to put them out, that is able to protect us like a shield from this onslaught from the devil. What form do these fiery darts take? Peer pressure, the pressure to uh, capitulate, to compromise, temptation, temptation to satisfy the lust and the desires of the flesh over seeking the holiness and the pleasure of God. There's fear, there's persecution, insults, there's all kinds of things that he can throw at us, painful things whether it's physically, emotional, mental, spiritual. These are fiery darts, and they're real. And we need to acknowledge that. I think sometimes we go through our Christian life thinking that these things aren't real, that these darts aren't legitimate. And so we don't talk about how Satan's attacking here and Satan's attacking there, and he's deceiving and he's being crafty. Sometimes I think we fear that that's hyper-spiritual, that that's just too much. And yet the Bible tells us that above all, we're to take the shield of faith, so we're able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. This is a very graphic illustration. We must trust God, and we must live out that trust. Faith is not something we have in our heart alone any more than love is something that is just in our heart. Faith, like love, must be lived out, or it's not faith or love. Faith is action. So above all, taking the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Faith is sufficient for every attack of the devil. I've quoted it several times. James tells us, resist the devil and he will flee. We resist the devil by putting our faith in the Lord God. Then in verse 17, we're told, and take the helmet of salvation. We need to have assurance of our salvation. We need to not allow Satan to cause us to doubt or to fear for our salvation. Now, that's if, in fact, we have sincerely put our faith in Jesus Christ and are seeking to follow him. Many people doubt their salvation simply because there's too much sin in their lives, and they can't imagine actually being saved if they could give in to sin so readily. The greatest help against doubt is actually following Jesus and living out our faith in Jesus Christ. So part of this armor is salvation, and it is the knowledge. I think that's why helmet is used here. The knowledge that what Jesus Christ did on the cross is sufficient to save us, to forgive us of our sins, and to keep us. I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. In Romans we read, I am persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Again, that's a sincere faith that results in salvation. Because Jesus in Matthew 7 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of God. One of the great sources of assurance in our life is the evidence of spiritual fruit. A true believer produces fruit that will last, and we need to understand that. But we are to take up the helmet of salvation along with the shield of faith, 
and the sword of the Spirit. We're to pick up the sword of the Spirit. Now, some people liken the sword to the only offensive part of our armor. Shields can be very offensive as well, but I don't think the point of the sword here is offensive as much as it is capable of offensive and defensive. Oftentimes, the Word of God, and that's what we're told the sword is, it is the Word of God. Oftentimes in Scripture, it's referred to as a two-edged sword. It cuts both ways. The Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and bone and marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, and no creature is hidden from its sight, but all are naked and exposed before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. That's a very graphic picture of the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, has a life of its own. What we're to do is we're to take up this sword. We're to take it into our hearts. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. We're to take up the word of God, and we are to study it to show ourselves approved unto God. We are to delight in the law of the Lord, and in his law meditate day and night. This offers us protection. When Jesus was tested and tempted by Satan in the wilderness, he used scripture. He quoted scripture as his defense. Literally, he blocks each blow that Satan tries to make with the Word of God. We should learn from Christ in this. I can't overstate the importance of the Word of God in a believer's heart and life, and yet it's that part of too many believers' lives that is missing, the faithful study of God's Word, the meditation on God's Word, the plotting, the figuring out how can I apply God's Word to my life and grow in the knowledge of God's Word. Grow in living out God's Word, memorizing God's Word, sharing God's Word. So much of this is missing in so many believers' lives. And when it's missing, we're missing a key component that is able to help us to stand. And and remember, that's what we're called upon to do here, to stand against Satan. We're to stand with the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, we're to take the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. We're to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. If we will examine these things and think on these things and think what is involved in taking these provisions by God upon ourselves, putting them on, being armored and equipped this way, if we will deliberate on how this is to come to pass, we will be able to stand victoriously against Satan. Isn't that what we want? Don't we want to live in victory? Good news. We can, but we must deliberately put off the old man, put on the new. We must stand in the the virtues and the characteristics that God has provided through his grace and mercy, through his Holy Spirit. Know the truth, the truth will make you free. Put on the righteousness of Christ. Embrace the gospel and take the gospel forward. We are to take the shield of faith above all, helmet of salvation, sword of the Spirit. Is that what we are doing? Is that what you are doing? We need to work together to do this. The fact of the matter is, some of this equipment takes two people to put it on somebody. We are the body of Christ. We're in this struggle together, shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm. I pray that we will take this conflict seriously. 
and that there might be some some element of fear or or respect for the battle that we're in for the enemy that we're standing against and that there'll be enough concern that we'll get dressed for the fight father in heaven help us give us guidance give us the sense of urgency that we need to put on your armor it is your armor you're the one who provides it for us and help us father to stand help us to be active in this struggle to do our part, to not just leave this fight to someone else. Because doing that, leaving the fight to someone else, means we're already a casualty. Father, give us wisdom and discernment once again as we seek to understand the truths of your word. Help us to recognize the need for righteousness and holiness in our lives and the means that you provide for us to have those things as a part of our lives. Strengthen your people. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.